Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Carlin, and with me today, I'm over the moon to have Horrend on with me. So I have Aaron, Cormac and Dara of the band, and uh, we recorded backstage at Lost Lane just after they finished their set supporting Rotten Sound. Uh, Levain were also playing as well, who I think you can hear bits and pieces of because they were very loud, but a very, very good band. But uh, yeah, no, Horrend did an absolutely ferocious set. Um, really, really, really enjoyed it. So it's really, really cool to have them on. They have a new single coming out November 15th called Handprints that also has an accompanying music video, which we'll be chatting about in detail. I would just chat about the band as well because like, the guys are very, very creative, very intelligent. They know what they're about. So um, it was really, really amazing to have them on. Uh, I had a blast. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll get on with the episode. Here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. <laughs> Podcast time. Mm. If I want to hear Crimson Dead, I'll listen to your record. If I want to see Crimson Dead, I'm going to watch it live. That's what we do. I remember, like, one of the just sorry, you just reminded me there. One of like the true cult gigs that I was ever at. I was going to go to a gig. It was like uh, Metal's the Masses for Women. No, it was it was uh, Metal Women, whatever. So it was like Epica. Um, I can't remember who else, but it was the main one was Micra, you know, the Norwegian. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I remember that show. Norwegian it was thing. Epica, Oceans of Slumber, that Great was Band, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Merker, the Danish girl. Merker. So the girl that I was going with, I was dating a girl, and she was like, can you get a ticket for us? And then she bailed on the day for a birthday party. And I was like, you can fucking go. We can go to the party afterwards. And she was like, no, I have to go to this birthday party. So I was like, fuck, who else is going to go? So I brought my friend Alexi. Lexi doesn't like metal. And she did. I didn't tell her that it was a metal gig as well. So she turned up in luminous orange jumper and fucking a pink. I think it was like a pink scarf and like red leggings. And it was a proper like people had the corpse paint on in the crowd. And I was like, where the fuck is Alexi? You can just hear this going through. And even with the, the Ocean Summer playing, they were just going to go like you see her walking through. Just going like, what the fuck is that? I mean, in fairness, like. Everyone always goes like, oh, I'm at a metal gig. Why don't you look for Look for the guy with long hair and the wearing the black shirt. Yeah. Or do you want to look for I'm the I'm the girl wearing the orange jumper. <laughs> You're definitely going to find him. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, the, air, like, the crowd. But she loved it. I will say that. She did love it. Well, look, one of the great things that I like to hear is like when they say, I don't like metal, but I like, I sorry, I don't like black metal, but I like horrendous. And that's like. That's a good thing. That that's yeah. a good thing. And I know we're doing something right. I also know when we see like a lot more horrendous t-shirts. Like. It's it's really good when we were <laughs> when we were you know when we were doing the whole true cult thing it's a whole different dynamic I mean like we were playing Siege Sunday last Sunday? week yeah Sunday it yeah unreal by the way and, it looked great and the amount of horrendous shirts in the crowd and walking around is unreal I have to say look for me that's still weird <laughs> people are cheering when you play songs and they know the words which is also more weird because I don't even know the fucking words that he says yeah. I know the ones I wrote I don't know the ones he wrote and they know the words and it's just like. Damn, we must be in something right, which is really cool, <laughs> you know? By the way, Aaron, actually, I have a specific question for you. How did you, how do you learn to scream like that? Uh, funny enough, when I when I started in Arenda, I, I kind of knew I had to do a little bit of death metal growling. Um, mm. But that was just, you know, home stuff. And yeah. uh, when I started doing vocals for Arenda, because I was uh, like a fan of um, the kind of like, like throat singing style. So oh, I, right, okay, I yeah. learned how to do kind of throat singing, which 
the only part of our set that still uses it really would be slower which is the th- it, it's a it's the song we end every set with yeah it's, yeah. it's the the closest thing to a black metal song i don't know if there was i don't know if dylan got a photo of it when you were doing it, it was like <laughs> so it's just it was it was a long it was a long journey of learning how to scream you, um, nev- you never spit up blood though you never did what happens to a lot of other singers where they try. Wait, what? Sorry, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it, it can happen. It can happen. Really? Yeah, yeah. like I know I've been. Really yeah, I've been <laughs> in metal, but I've been in metal bands where lads are like, their throats fucked for days and they're spitting up blood and stuff. And Aaron never actually did that. So fair play to him. It's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, kind of, uh, you know, warming up and then warming down at the end. Mm. Um, you do also have to realize. Especially if you're doing it in your room or, or into any sort of basic dot, like it's not going to sound the way you want it to. Like, so you kind of had to, I kind of had to let go of the fact that, like, I need to know what I'm doing and that I'm not hurting myself and then I can continue to do it throughout the entire but, gig. Like, do you, is that just you learned the hurt over time, is it? Or, well, I'm, I still struggle like in a studio setting. To, oh, to kind of given, get it across, yeah. but when in a live setting, I find it like it's instant to me now. But that's just that's just a simple thing of like learning over time. You're still constantly learning as well because you're learning your own voice, learning especially. I find a lot of my warming up is to get my body ready, not just my vocal cords ready. Because he, he like one thing that we have done, and I don't know when he started doing it, but Aaron spends a lot. Like there's six of us, yeah, and that the stage can get kind of packed. But it never really is because Aaron isn't on stage. <laughs> He's in the crowd. <laughs> and I remember like one of the greatest things, I don't know when you actually start doing it, but when, when I started noticing it wasn't that we needed to change it up is when we were in Belfast and Aaron nearly split his head open on the mic because he had a cord mic. Oh, did you fucking whack yourself? Yeah, he did. I used to do that quite a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, we're getting you uh we're getting you a cord mic. I remember watching a video so. of fucking Mars Volta swinging. Your man used to swing the mic like this, and he fucking hit the guitarist in the head and knocked him out. Like. Oh, I believe it. Like, I mean, you were climbing. You nearly hung yourself at that gig as well. Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. Dude! Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just, and we're like, I'm like, he's going to he, die. That's just he's because he was really depressed that day. <laughs> but, all right. Okay. You know, but we're just like, all right. DSBM, I suppose. Well, original horrenda was that, so, I mean, it would make sense. Pretty close to it. It was pretty close to it, yeah. Um, and actually, funny you mentioned it. There's a band called Their Last Stop, and actually, Levain, the guitarist Levain, is in it. And that's the closest thing to Old Horrenda that's still going today. Sorry, what they're called? Uh, Their Last Stop. Their Last Stop. I don't know yeah. them now, to be honest. It's coming out. Their EP's coming EP's out. EP's coming out on the third. You should all listen to it. Absolutely. They're but they're like, the cl- it's weird. When we were, we were playing a show with them in Grand Social, their last show, which they should have called it that. Um, <laughs> generally, it makes it up. But uh, I was watching them, I'm like, whoa, this is like actually Old Horrenda. It's bizarre. It's bizarre to see someone play guitar like you do. Mm. And that's never happened before. Speaking weird. of actually playing guitar, like because obviously tremolo picking is key to fucking black metal. Mm. I remember seeing somebody because I don't play guitar. I played it when I was younger. I played the bass for a little bit as well. But I remember say actually it was Michael who explained it like playing like uh, a violin. Yeah. Like how did you did you, how do you go from that in terms of like learning how to our pick? bass player used to use a uh, uh, bow a bow yeah for really? one of the yeah. songs for, the opening yeah. to nerve gas that it, weird no way. yeah is a really bass cool. and a bow yeah, yeah. yeah. guys favorite song <laughs> <laughs> just to put it out there. and the same with uh, the Altus as well the studio version has a lot of because I mean like a lot of stuff we've kind of done and we we kind of relegate it to a sample so on the samples are actually there is a lot going on in those. Mm. Um, because Aaron hates having keys on stage, so we can't I do that. Do. <laughs> so we can't do that. 
Um, you can't get to his house at all. <laughs> no, you cannot. Um, oh my god, dude! <laughs> but like, <laughs> he's got. But but I refuse to let the guys put any keys on any of our songs. What was just? Is there a particular reason? Yeah, there is. <laughs> there well, is. Of course, there's see, a reason. See, the thing about it is, you do it on the days that he's not there. <laughs> and I hide it. <laughs> That's what you do. You're like, yeah, Aaron, we're just, yeah, we're not recording today, and then you go and do them anyway. Every band we've ever played with, or or any, <laughs> anybody that we've ever done actual work with, is now a thing. Wherever they see me walk into the room, it's like, oh, so I hear you guys doing keys today. Move yeah. the keyboard. And I, I will walk up to that stage <laughs> if I see a keyboard. I will rip it off. But <laughs> I refuse. So is that just like just what's the particular reason? You haven't just you haven't said the reason yet. I just I I always found that there was a the first ever siege we played. We had um a good friend of the band, uh, Shannon, uh, as, to make it a special occasion to come in and play keys. Okay. And my, they take up a lot of room on stage. It did take a lot of room, I tell you. And I I just because the the main thing we are aiming for uh, musically is to have very the kind of raw kind of aggressive music uh, at the end of the day I think you've achieved that and uh, <laughs> I just felt like it just pulled all of the the kind of rawness and like the aggression out of it when you see keys and it's it, there's very few bands I will I actually listen to where they can actually do it properly do you know it's funny you mention that because I was over in Vienna last week oh no about three weeks ago and I was seeing, do you know the, you know the band Liturgy? Mm. Do you know this? I do, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great band, so uh, big fan. And Liturgy were doing a thing where when they were on tour, they were like, we're going to get a local band to play before us. And yeah. like, we're not going to bring a band on tour, we're going to get the local band to play. Vienna doesn't have any fucking metal bands. It doesn't even have a heavy metal bar. Vienna doesn't. Yeah. Vienna doesn't. That's, that's crazy, because Harry Carey for the Sky are from there, and they win awards all the time. Yeah, Dude, they don't live there. Yeah. Wait, Harry Carey for the Sky? Uh, seriously? They're Austrian, yeah. No, I had no idea. Yeah, they're uh, a great band. Oh, but, uh, my, literally, one of the biggest influences on Modern Horrenda is like Harry Carey for the Sky. Well, and on, from CJ, his end. And CJ didn't <laughs> even know. No, it's funny, <laughs> not from him. I mean, but for, but for me and CJ, and even Mark as well, Mark likes to lend more, but CJ listened to him, and he's just like, oh, now I get why you like them so much. I was they're like, great. Yeah, they're great. They're good. Yeah, they just take a bit of a bit of adjustment to it, you know, because it's very different. But what was gas what it was was so I went in and it was a very small I thought basically when I booked the tickets, it was like the event was like it's two thousand people. I was like, awesome. Two thousand people is where the room uh, the, where the outside place was. They were playing a room for like eight hundred people. Oh yeah. no, not even. I think it was like it was smaller than the Grand Social. It was tiny room. Wow. But um That's crazy. So I was like, this is fucking sick. I gotta be very close to it. But the support band were, and they came on and no one clapped. That was the thing that I couldn't get over. No one clapped. And uh, then the guy backstage to go clap for the band. And it was like, oh. But it was a synthwave band who were like guys in their 30s or 40s with the double keyboard and, and yeah. singer. I love, I love the it. Armed did that when they performed in Wortman's and uh, me and me and Keith. Absolutely love the arm. They're the like arm, they're fantastic. Hardcore, Hard, ultra, ultra was a ultra pop. Ultra pop is uh, great. Untitled, yeah, uh, yeah. Just we. No, the arm um, rule. They're a very good. Yeah, band. it's just we. That's that's where you start. It, I think the guitarists in the band are way more into the kind of black metal side of the things, whereas me and me and like the bass player will go see like bands like Dillinger or like Milk Banana or the Armed and but, like, uh, like, but like crazy think, hardcore but I think bands. That keeps it. I think that keeps it fresh like i mean the one thing that's always been cool even before we brought in cj or before we brought in matt or even before we brought in mark 
I would always write something and bring it in. And it still happens today, even when I write something, where it's like, it's not just the song. You know, we're not just like, here is the complete song. And I've been in bands where that happens, where you can't play anything but the part. And I think that kind of kills the soul of creativity. Oh, no, that kind of ruins it. It does, yeah, it does. Yeah, and it's like, you need to play that. this exact part. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of having a musician if you're not going to let him be a musician, right? Yeah, mm. there's like six and of that's us. Kind of it. We go in, so we all kind of sit down and we kind of gestate and figure out this part works, this doesn't work. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's brutal. <clears throat> Poor Mark, we go with. CJ doesn't happen to. Yeah. <laughs> CJ usually comes in on song works, but with Mark, we're like, take an axe to a song. Yeah. <laughs> I heard just hacking at the bits and like there's just the little nub is left. But then again, the last song I wrote, Come and See, right? Come and See was written. It's funny because I was watching Nightmare Before Christmas and you know, Kidnap the Santa Claus? Yeah, Kidnap the yeah. You ever seen Korn sing that? I have. And I was this to that. But I was playing, I was just had my guitar and I was actually playing with So Come and See actually has the same chord progression as Kidnap the Santa Claus. Oh. True. Okay. And that's how it happens because that's the development that went from that idea to Come and See. So, I mean, yeah, I, that's the journey. I think it's one thing. That's the journey of the song. We can no. I well, I'm particularly writing. I will write guitar harmonies and like how guitar parts will like work together, and I will show them to them. But like, I'm not gonna tell them how exactly to do every single part. Or I'm not gonna write bass because I know Keith can write a better bass part than I ever can. Drums, I can give a basic guide, but ultimately it's down to what Matt can play and all that. And obviously lyrics. Department. <laughs> I, the one thing I do love about this band was that it was always a and I like y- you will bring in an idea whether it's a, a guitar riff, a bass riff. Um, it, typically, we we take a lot of themes from uh, the uh, list of like ba- like censored films uh, from the UK, like the likes of movies like uh, Possession and Come and See oh, and The Devils, and we're like yeah. we're. We're very influenced by a lot of like film and, and like imagery and stuff like that, which we try and transfer into our uh, music videos and our uh, and our merch as well. Yeah. So, uh, but at the, at get the your merchandise, buy some merchandise I'm, now. Uh, I'm very much now. looking forward to the music video for Hammerheads. That's going to be awesome. Uh, wait, we, we have a better one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in the pipeline, in the pipeline. So, as Aaron said, <laughs> uh, look, and to go back to what I was saying earlier on, Behemoth are kind of like a huge influence on a band. Not so much musically, but then how they perceive themselves. Oh, aesthetically, they're yeah, fantastic. And, but that's what I mean. We're trying to give a show, and that's what's all about. It's the same way as a music video. You don't want to see guys just playing in a warehouse, which... Dude, I'm fucking sick of those music videos. I hate it so There's much. There's so many of them. I hate it so, so much. so boring. And, it's, and, and some of my all-time favorite metal bands, even in Ireland... Have done it, and you know what fucking cut drives me mad is when they have a puddle and it's a guy Ugh. stamps in it, and it goes slow motion when it comes up. I was like, stop using that shot. But see, here's the no thing. one finds it cool. But the reason why I think they do that is one because it's they're cheap. It, well, it's cheap, but also it, well, sometimes it can't be actually it can be expensive, but it's um expected. You know, it, it's not not looking outside the box. As I said, stereotypical of, yeah, but, of a lot of metal but bands. Yeah. But when we're doing a music video, we sit down and we're like, we want this. Like for example, we're shooting one at the moment. We have an exclusive on that. It's for come and see. Uh, I wish I had like an exclusive sound. I'm going to have to make one for this episode. You can edit it in. Is we edit it in? But we're doing a, That'll be it. But we're doing a video for that. There we go. But we're doing a video for that and it's all, it's, ba- it's, it's very dark. It's uh, based during the famine. And no one has done a video like that before. We're doing one for Nuns Tears as well, which is based on the Devils. We have very clear ideas of what we want to do as a band. When you say the Devils, like the film or the film, the, film, the oh, Devils, okay. film, yeah. the Devils, Ken Russell, phenomenal film. Is that like based on the Devil of the Dawn? Of the what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a fucking weird story, yeah. dude. Yeah. Watch the film. All the, the nuns fucking tripping balls, tripping going balls. like this. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like literally, the, like 
we're, like Nun's Tears was written kind of. We're more obsessed with how fucked up human beings can be. And that's than any sort dude, of. They fucking yeah. burn them alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched that. Do you do you guys watch? Do you listen to the last podcast on left? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's La- great. The the, uh, the three, three obviously they're going through a bit of trouble at the moment. If you're not a fan, but um, the Devil Who Dawn series that they did was one of the most interesting things. I've yeah, it's ever phenomenal. Heard. And the book is great too. What's the book? It's the same, same it's book. The same. It's written by Aldous Huxley. Yeah. All right, okay. But um, I would recommend if anyone hasn't seen the movie, they definitely should. And we even sample it in our set. The the, the sample uh, just before Nunsters is from the devil. There's a there's oh. a the v- woman vomiting um, demon spawn in the train station is also is in there. That's from possession. <laughs> from possession. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah, uh, there's a there's some stuff from Hereditary as well. But do you, do you ever watch? Uh, do you ever listen to Massive Attack? No. Yes. Massive Attack have a song with oh who the fuck is it Young Fathers called uh, Voodoo in the Blood I think and yeah, the, the yeah. music video was fucking you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. it's the it's a it's from Possession it's one of the coolest it's Roseman Pike I think plays your one in the train station yeah doing it yeah, it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. cool but I mean the thing about it is it's like the problem with a lot of a lot of bands when they come in is What's they up? don't they don't have any <laughs> they don't they don't have anything beyond we want to be a band. You know, we're at we from from the get go. We've always tried to do something as a band. We've always tried to say something. And for me, it was very obvious. It was like Celtic mythology, blah blah blah. When Aaron came in, I was like, "No, let's go bigger than that. This is like how fucked up people can be to each other." And now you see it, like, man, we're we're. There's what, definitely what, an Irish what, perspective what, to what, it. Yeah, well, sure, even the just, album opens up. The last album opens up with the the. Um, oh, it's escaping my mind now, but I think I'm assuming it's to do with Northern Ireland or. Yeah, well, actually, that's the proclamation. It's proclamation the, it's the is it? It's just a proclamation. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. just read by somebody. From I the was North. meant to go to Trinity for history, so I failed that class. <laughs> <laughs> but like history is my background. I have the green history and nice. classics and stuff. That's the, where all that stuff comes from. The but one thing we don't do, and the, the one thing we were never interested in, is and, Satanism. And we were we, never, we, we, no, we never, also, never bothered with that. On shit. top of this, hey, we were also it, like, we were never really interested in taking a side in things. Yeah, we don't. Um, yeah, we never do. We write. We 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 started off, especially when I joined the band. We really liked singing about like Irish history and stuff, and people just kind of people took that the wrong way. That was, we were uh, yeah. we were aiming Wait, for really? something. Yeah, people. Took, um, yeah, like it, like yeah. But we just, yeah. especially whenever I write lyrics. Um, if I ever do do something on on like Ireland, I'm, I'm always fascinated more by just kind of, you know, the the, the different like individual like uh, People. people's mm. uh kind of experiences even like listening to the likes of like my, my father my mother's f- like different sides of the family and um like especially where i grew up and like i like we, most of us went to a christian brother school which is kind of a crazy like idea looking oh, back sh- now my dad grew up in the most bombed out town during the troubles yeah. In Durham, yeah and he has a very unique perspective to most people that are from there but he's sure. like ira weren't great and it gets it's nuanced basically when you see it it's a we, we, we try to be we try to be as nuanced as yeah, possible but that's a very good yeah. point that's the word that a lot of people lose nuance you know like we're the main look horrendous obviously we're dealing with Irish stuff because we're Irish it has to uh, we're very proud of being Irish and we use Celtic mythology Irish, or Irish mythology there's no Celtic mythology Irish mythology and that kind of stuff but then we're also you know we are anti-war we, we don't take sides we're like no this is how fucked up everything actually is and then we kind of like a mirror to it and that's what we've always tried to do. But, you know, when the early albums, it was like all about depression and, you know, dealing with personal kind of stuff, like yeah. Shining. And that was a mirror still on on what I was feeling at the time. Neuronia Times was a statement on, we're going to hit, a, we're going to hit a fucking wall. And we've hit that wall now. And mm. now we're like, shit, everything is messed up. 
I was big in The Shining as well. Yeah. And I, when I was very, very, very depressed. Oh, of course. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very bad self harm problem. Yeah. And then afterwards, when I got through it, I was just like, The Shining sucks. That dude's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, that guy's a terrible amazing person. Amazing singer. Amazing, amazing artist, singer. <laughs> but <laughs> very bad, very <laughs> bad person. As I, but as, as I, <laughs> Nicholas is a cut above the rest. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> but but as I said, you know every. <laughs> Every period of horrenda is a different thing. We're trying to do different things, but it always is the individual. It's never anything else. And now we've kind of just we also know. we don't like being cornered when it comes to stuff because yeah. there's a like there's a again like when 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 it happened with all the Irish history things, we're like, lads, we gotta stop. That really pissed you off. Yeah, that did. really yeah, pissed yeah, you yeah, off. I was not. That's why I'm letting you talk. I'm setting you up. Go. Uh, it was it like it, 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 we were a few people were saying it to us that we were like you know leaning a certain way politically and shit like that. Whereas I, I actually felt like I we don't find that you were. We never felt like we put any political stuff down. Um, no. We at at the end of the day, I think we're all just really obsessed with like history. And even if you look at the films that we're taking a lot of themes from, whether it's Come and See and and the Devils, it's all it's all just kind of a look back and and how kind of you know people can think a certain way themselves without you know even being concerned with what that how that will affect other people i get you and uh, i've just there's just something about the evil mindset of humanity that is always just like kind of hit us as a band do people actually take you as a political band though yeah a few times they have happened yeah Um, people have said things to us but then again it's never it's never gone that far because to be honest we we nipped really it in the bud. We, we yeah, did nip we, it in the bud. I think yeah. we, we nipped it in the bud fairly yeah. well. Who knows? When this gets released, everyone's going to be like, no, they're fucking <laughs> this, that, and the other. So, like, at, at the end of, like, as well as, I remember uh, when we were playing Siege, yeah. one guy came up and shouted in the crowd, which one of you is the racist? And it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, because all Europe, you're all Europe, <laughs> basically, like, the whole quote was, yeah, we told him. The whole quote was, and again, it was, oh, a black metal band. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Which one is the racist? Which, fuck's uh, sake. Look, it was it was such a tired trope though. Well, it's a trope. And that, it is. And, and unfortunately, like black metal for why I love it is because it's like why I love it is because you have such a big toolbox. Unfortunately, so many people use like three of those tools and fuck the rest out. Dude, I was I w- a big I say like the one take one side we do take is fuck bigots. We hate them to That's shit. That's fair. Yeah. The reason why I'm wearing a Sophie Lancaster wristband every show we do. Show listen. We know we're a black metal band. We know, unfortunately, some we might act like someone might try and think that of us. We are not that. We fucking hate that shit. Yeah. Well, do you Sorry. know it's funny. I've said it before in the podcast, but I remember I was chatting with a lad when I got into black metal. I got into it hard, and uh, I was out having drinks with a guy, and it was he's like, "Who are you listen to?" This? It was like I was like, "I love Drudica," and he goes, "You can't listen to those guys anymore." I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, <laughs> "Nazis." I was like, "Fuck." I was like, what about Winterfly? He goes, they're all so Nazi. I was like, God damn it. It's it's very upsetting. You sure? Uh, I, I don't know. Well, I think I heard that when they are friends with some Raja but well, uh, uh, look, Despot Omega were the other one. I was like, but look, ah. but, but it's all this whole thing of like association. Yeah. Art, look, I would say on the art from the artist. That's yeah. where I like. I really like Birdsome yeah. as, as music. Uh, the guy, not so much. 
But no, dude. You know what I mean? He's. A, he's. A, I don't know if you're aware, but he's a bad guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, prob- I. Some would say the worst guy. He's a very complicated board come, game as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of in the mindset of listen. You can appreciate the music, just don't support them for like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Birds of listen. I say, yeah. Listen, album's good. I'm never gonna buy a bird shirt. I'm not gonna respect people who do. Same buy with like exercise. And we're very anti-censorship. I will say that much. Yeah. We are very anti-censorship. That's all right. Hence, hence we're we're big lovers of the devils because they're not allowed to. They're <laughs> not allowed to release it anymore. No, Wait, what no, do you mean no. they're not allowed to release it anymore? Uh, Warner Brothers won't let anybody distribute it because they're afraid it will cause problems. Ah, for fuck's sake! It's a historical document. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck censorship. Yeah. But sure, like you look at ex- you look at Exercise in Futility, one of the best, in my opinion, one of the best black metal albums ever. They got fucking Magla, I think is the name. How yeah, Magua, Magua, yeah, Magua, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I look. I mean, th- here's the thing: you go to an uh, you go to a, a an art gallery, and you'll wa- you'll look at a Francis Bacon p- painting. That guy was fucked up. His art's amazing. And the thing of it is, when you're looking at this kind of stuff, you do have to go art from the artist, and that's kind of the only way to. to I can it, separate it. Like the, the main one is like it's like people. Are, like I remember, I was I was designing a poster for a film, and because uh, I, I work as a graphic designer, but there was a girl that I was designing it for, and she got really annoyed at me because she's like, "Who's one of your favorite directors?" And I was like, uh, "Lars von Trier, by far. I love Lars von Trier," and she goes, "Well, he's a piece of shit." And I was like, why? And he was like, well, you know, the stuff that he puts actors through and all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But he's also very mentally unwell and he's very vocal to the fact that he's very mentally unwell and he makes great pieces and everybody works with him by the end of it is going, it was actually an experience. But then like an hour later, because we were there for having lunch and she go, I was like, who's your favorite director? She goes, uh, Roman Polanski. I was like, oh, for ah, fuck's oh, sake. Oh, 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 that's so much worse. <laughs> Look, I, I, so Lars Trier hits me as a type of guy that's just trying to like like twist. Twist, yeah. But hold twist. on, hold on. On that point, oh. hold on, on that point, that's amazing. I, I couldn't script it better. That shows the hypocrisy of censorship. Oh, yeah, dude. Where it's, it's, for example, the, the whole J.K. Rowling thing, right? I hate Harry Potter. Always have. But in my lifetime, I've seen it going from being a leftist dream to being a right-wing document. Yeah. What? What was mad, about, what's mad about her? What's mad <laughs> about her shit. is she's just like, I don't like trans people. They're not real people. And it's just like, <laughs> you also just changed the. Uh, the he's now black. Gandalf is gay. And, it's and I'm like, just like, why does this you, matter? You've been exactly. trying to fucking exactly. just, uh, cough up money off basically baiting off the LGBT community. Anyway, for you, no, on. no, no. But this is what I'm saying. No, this is what I'm saying. You're not continuing it. But that's the point. We don't want to go off that. No, no, no. And that's why when we, we're just like, no, as a band, we're like, no, we're very anti censorship. We're also like individual freedom and humans. That's where we are. Like for a black band, we're very pro human. <laughs> can i ask you Figure yourself i hate humans <laughs> <laughs> hate all life can i ask you i had it written down it was bog standard fucking uh black metal question but i was like you're the first blackened band that i've ever had on how do you dictate who's the coolest corpse paint <laughs> oh i'm not even gonna answer this it literally takes me five minutes beforehand so i know who like had the design oh, of we don't we don't, don't dictate we just have, we're it's such a thing of like we know who takes the longest <laughs> we know who takes the shortest <laughs> so we list it it's like it's like being in the queue for your burger like mark mark takes the longest by far oh absolutely he's yeah. getting ready by the time the first support band are starting off <laughs> so who's after him Probably either probably me because I'd like to get ready ahead of time. You guys are more <laughs> intricate. Like I stole mine from fucking Michael Fassbender. 
Rutgers. My exactly. Dad, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest here. I'll be honest. That's good where film. I stole my Very good take I love, on Macbeth. I love all Very good take his on films. Yeah. Uh, not Michael Fassbender, that director. He's an Australian director. Giselle, is it? Yeah, he did, uh, he did a fantastic film recently Assassin's called Creed. Nitrum. <laughs> um, he which did, is do, a, he a, did a do fucking, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Uh, he did no. the Snowtown Murders film, which was uh, incredible as well. Very did he just do realistic. Snowtown, the Australian film. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, he's I remember Australian listening director. to a podcast true, on that true murder. history of the Kelly Gang as well, which is an Irish immigrant really? in in uh, oh, Australia. No, I, like okay, a, so I've seen more of his works than I thought of. But Snowtown Murders, by the way, if anybody hasn't seen it, absolutely fucked. Harrowing film. Ap- it is and then depressing. You read, you read about it and you're just like, oh wow, this is it's, the most. Sadistic. That movie is no for no, exactly. Ah. Wow. Do you know, it's funny, I have a list, I, I, I used to go out with this girl and we have, we used to watch horror films every night, and I have a list of films that she told me to turn off, Snowtown Murders is one of them, she's like, I can't watch this. It's, it's, it's a, a hard story. watch. Yeah. It's not, it's not it's even... It's not a horror film though, it's it just... It's like, not it's even just, entertaining, like, yeah. there's a certain parts of the movie where you're like, alright, this is boring, oh, don't do that, please don't do that. <laughs> Oh, it's not boring anymore, but I'm not understand. Why, why did you kill the trans person that was really nice to you? She did nothing. Why did you kill your friend for no fucking reason? Don't hit that dog. Anyway. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's a very, it's not a nice movie. But do you, um, guys, do you guys make your own corpse paint? Just moving on for the topic of yeah, yeah, horrible that yeah, movie. Yeah, no, yeah, we no, 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 literally, like, it's, it's, it's funny because I don't know how people, like, before we start doing it, I don't know how people assumed it was done. But literally, we get Snazaroo. Snazaroo is a brand oh, right, okay. and you get black and white and that's it and you do it and then you learn and the thing about it is it's funny because everyone's like oh blah blah literally you, like, you just throw it on and throw it off beforehand like it's yeah because I it. when I met yeah. you guys at the uh, at the merch stand I was like jeez you, I was saying to yourself I was like you washed that off fucking pretty quick dude oh, yeah. <laughs> I know they didn't, it's kind of an individual thing like some people like their own design like when I joined it took me a while to figure out what I liked in course paints yeah, well, well, yeah it's just like everyone does it their own way and it becomes quicker, like like practicing everything. It's like the more longer you've done it, the quicker you can do it. You do it for a while, and then you kind of get comfortable with something. And it's not even about how intricate or stand out it is. It's just like whatever suits you. Typically, with our corpse paint, it's more it's more just like putting on a face. Yeah. But it, it yeah, is yeah. mad how much it adds to a show. It is kind of crazy. It's like it's oh, more it's like just, war paint. It in, is, yeah. In all honesty, for us, it's a lot more. Um, Primordial, I guess. But it's, it has to yeah. kind of... Uh, not the band. This, this the, the, the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, like, like, makes you, like, lets you be a different thing on stage. Like, to be honest, no one wants to keep Cormac Jordan live. He's boring. He just stands still. He's just paying on his notes. Back to different. Whoever that, no, but what, my point is, that random boring guy who sits at a computer all day, no one wants to see him play. That weird guy on stage and corpse paint... You want to see him? No, it's just it's oh. weird how much of a level it at because like obviously I've been going to metal gigs since I was like fifteen, and then I think when I saw my first band in Corsby when I was like nineteen, I was like, "Fucking hell, this is something." Else. It it just adds that extra. Yeah. There's I don't know if it's ferocity or it's just the theatrics of it. It just adds something. Theatrics because concerts are half music, half visual, half but visual yeah. and yeah. you need but, to have a visual. But that's the point. I mean, like when you go see bands play again, one of the things that I really wanted to make sure we never wear is that band that you can just sit back with your arms folded like this. It's like. <laughs> No, you're you're, you're going to be involved. I don't think that's ever going to happen well, with yeah, you guys. I thank God because it, it's it's so frustrating where you're like, you know, you're seeing this band and yeah, the songs could be great, but you're just bored as hell and you're like, you know, I could just listen to you on Spotify, you know, like from Megadeth, one of my favorite bands, right? You go see Megadeth play, Dave does not care. He just plays the songs and then leaves, and you're like, what was the point? But then I went to go see Harry Carey for the Sky in Paris, and it was like so ferocious. Yeah. 
Like he was screaming in, into the wall and it was just like, Jesus Christ, this is unreal. I'll, 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 tell you you a, I'll tell you a funny story. Just uh, There's a girl that I work with from Nepal, right? And her name is Alika and she's here on me. She's very small. And she was going like, Barry, you go to like three gigs a week. Um, she goes, can you take me to one? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll take you to one. So I took her to Death Heaven. And, um, Great fucking band. <laughs> I fucking love Death Heaven. I have a Death Heaven tattoo on my leg. I'm a huge fan. I've seen them twice. Enormous. They're, mo- they're one of my all-time favorite bands. But like, I was like, before the show, I was like, just that, can I, um, do I have permission to physically move you? And she goes, what do you mean? He goes, just when shit goes, can I grab your shoulders and just move you over here? And she goes, would that be necessary? I was like, yes, it will be necessary. But after the gig, she was like, that was fantastic. I love that every minute. And then the next week, she went to the Killers in Belfast with her boyfriend. And she came back and she was just like, Bar, I'm so fucking mad at you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, well, I went to see the Killers. I was like, how were they? She goes, they're all right. Yeah. Death Heaven was way better. And she goes, I was like, what, what was better about it? She goes, just the passion of which they're delivering every fucking line. He goes, but they actually look like they want to fucking be, be there. there. Yeah, yeah, like here's the thing, right? So I went to go see the Slipknot played here a couple of like just before the pandemic. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Behemoth opened up for them. And I was not a Behemoth fan. I wasn't at that show. I was yeah. not a Behemoth fan at all, right? But when I saw them, I was like, holy crap, this is like, this is it. This is what you need to do, right? Mm. Kiss. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But, but, right? When a Slipknot came on, it was the same thing. It's like you didn't want to be there. And I was like, how are these lads? And what's the what's the difference? And it's like Slipknot went too far and became like a product when Behemoth still are a show. And that's the difference. You know, you want you want to give people an experience, but you never want to be a product. Well, I will say, like, uh, we're I sub- uh, we're going to go into the last section, which is just quick fire rounds, okay? Because we've been talking for a while, and I know we want to see Rotten Sound, who are going to be fucking awesome. Uh, first question is, who is the best Corpus Paint? Do you think out of any musician? Of any musician, like not not just in the band, like no, any musician. I'm gonna say Gall. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Gall. <laughs> The singer from Tack, I can't imagine him out of the out of the. I don't know what he looks like out of it. Yeah, yeah. Very weird without it. Yeah, he's he's bald now as well. He shaved his head. What? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I saw him at Brutal Assault, and I was just like, yeah, that's that's just him. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no. I think I would also say I think it was King of Hell that one shot he had in Norway. Just King Diamond. Sorry, I have to say King Diamond. King Diamond. yeah, but I also like just like that that one shot of him in the middle of a Norwegian street, like all the grannies giving the stink yeah, eye, good, just yeah. him in that pure look. Just like that's a class photo. Yeah. King Diamond, I remember he did a gig where he ran out of corpse paint and he couldn't get any, so he had to go on with no makeup for the first time in like thirty years. And apparently, when he went, went on, most of the audience were like, "Who the fuck is that?" Flower works. <laughs> so good. What? He used flower. Flower. Oh works. really? Yeah. All right. Okay. You've never tried that. We're not going to try that. Don't bring that up, there. <laughs> Next question. He's gonna keep on. <laughs> you on really baked up that idea. Right. First and last album he's ever bought. First and first, last. First was Permission to Land by The Darkness. Why the band are got everybody so much cooler than mine. Mine was Akon. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> My what was the first album I got? I can't remember the. F- oh, it was either. I think it was a corn album. No, yeah, it was. It was uh, Untouchables. Oh, great fucking yeah. My favorite corn album as well. And the last one was Blink 182's last album. Uh, mine's mine's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, um, good, the good. first yeah, one I, I ever it. remember purchasing myself is probably 50 Cent's Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> and the last the last one I bought. No, it's not. Yes, it How is. dare it's, you? That's it's good. A banger. That's good. It's a banger. Uh, is Candy Shop on that? Mm, no, no, I don't think it is. 
Um, I remember buying on HMV on Grafton Street. That <laughs> massive. My dad gave that me money. An enormous store that they back had, when yeah. you know if you wanted to buy a DVD it was like forty fucking euros. Um, <laughs> and then the last album I bought was bought uh, uh, American Nervosa on vinyl by Botch. I'm a big Botch fan. Oh, I love Botch. American. Do you ever listen to Gulch? Of course. Gulch, I've I've seen the two. Uh, Bands that that gave birth to Tsunami. Oh, did and you I actually? love. I haven't seen Drain yet, so I haven't seen Drain yet. I have seen Tsunami. Uh, I'm a big fan. I got recently. I got into Gulch like four months ago. My friend is just like he goes. You know, every time I see you on Spotify, where what you're listening to, he goes, "Can you stop listening to Impenetrable Cerebral or whatever the fuck?" Cortex. Yeah, it's yeah. man. That band is like <laughs> if a if a it's like a blackened hardcore. It's band. awesome. It's, it's so, cool. so good. And then they were like, "Do you guys know them?" Give they, them a go. They're very. You good. have to give them a go because it was so funny because they just kind of exploded, exploded during the pandemic. They up. did a bunch of gigs and they were like, "We never wanted to do this long term, so we're going to do one last gig." And if you ever look up the photos of that last gig, it is the Insane. most violent. Insa- yeah. It's like something out of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> do you know? It's funny, like, because I, I, I like hardcore music. I like post hardcore, but well, not post hardcore. Sorry. I, do, I like poster. Poster is pretty good as well. <laughs> I'm 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 a big hardcore I was, dude. <laughs> I was wearing this jumper and I was at I was at Shanae and this guy was like, "So you must like metal?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm partial." And he was like, uh, "He goes, what do you do at metal shows?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "What do you do in the audience?" And I was just like, "I like kiss uh, each other." I don't know. I, <laughs> I, was like, I jump up and down and push people every so often. And he goes, you know what I do at shows? He goes, I was like, what? He goes, I fucking deck lads in the head. And I was like, you're bad. Stop he doing that. Like a dick. <laughs> he was, he's not welcome at <laughs> hardcore like, shows. And he goes, he goes, and he goes, he goes, he goes, you don't like that? I was like, no. And he goes, well, I'm a hardcore dude. And I was like, you're a dick. That's <laughs> bullshit. Like, that, <laughs> you're rooting. You're rooting what people like. How? That's just everything. It's like, how are you gonna welcome people to the shows? Like, oh, no one wants to go to the shows. Yeah, because okay. you deck people when you come to yeah. the shows. How? <laughs> That's not I've said it. I've said it before, but I was at a show. I was at um. I was at a uh, worn out show with my. We friend. are big fans of worn, worn out. out Good luck, love Evan and War- Death Cold Promotions. Worn out, Dead Cold Promotions are fantastic as well. Worn out has been on. I love worn out, but I was at one of their shows in Fibbers, and I brought my friend Alexis, and Alexis is this six foot four German dude built like a brick shit house, and uh, he's like, "You gonna go mosh? You gonna go mosh?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll go mosh." And then I I went in for mosh for a bit, and just some asshole fucking hit me in the temple like straight away and i came back out and i've told i've told this story before but i came back out and he was just like why aren't you in the mosh pit anymore i was like i don't want to talk about it and he's just, <laughs> and he's just like he's, what happened hardcore like, shows can get like, pretty he's like, he's like what happened and he goes a guy hit me in the head and he goes did you see him hit you and i was like no he hit me from behind and he goes which one was? he goes which one was it and i goes it's that guy over there and he just goes in straight away and just goes boof <laughs> sets him flying across the room yeah, hardcore shows, you need to know what you're doing. I saw, actually, do you know Cloud Rat? Do you ever listen to them? I love Cloud Rat. Yeah, big, big Cloud Rat fan. Yeah. I, saw, I, <laughs> I saw them in London a month ago, in August, and I went up to Madison. I can't remember her surname, but uh, met up to her afterwards. I was like, I did a digital painting of you on Instagram. And she goes, I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> after like, the show. I'm a big Pig Destroyer fan. Like <laughs> Pig massive Destroyer, Pig fucking Destroyer unreal. Fan, and Cloud Rat are like a band that does that similar kind of sound. Fucking amazingly well. I, I think she's they're super such underrated. A good vocalist. Super it's, underrated. Oh By man, the way, she's very nice in person as well. Yeah, and then they just like randomly during the pandemic recorded like a nice album. Yeah, they recorded a synthwave album, and it was just like the most beautiful shit. And then they came back with one of the most threshold, like, threshold oh, favorite album man. of the year. 
Synthwave gets a lot of like is not underappreciated. Synthwave is music for metalheads that don't want to listen to metal. Films. No, I agree with That's you. It it's is. a good. By the way, it's a great. You should listen to it. It's a great yeah, album. Check it out. I can't remember what it's called. It's called like the thorns and branches in between. Just go on to there. Like the it's body her, did a similar she has thing. She paint on her face in the in the the photo. The body who are like a harsh noise band. Oh, 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 What's your next well, quick fire questions? Oh yeah, sorry, we're doing quick fire questions. <laughs> I know Aaron well enough that he's this is him for the next forty minutes. Best live band you've seen this year? Oh, uh, Blink One Eighty Two or uh, Harry Carey for the Sky. Neither of those were though. We're gonna say well, Harry Carey's right for sure. But Blink, where did you see Blink One Eighty Two? I went over to Manchester to see them. They're nice. Yeah, oh, I love Blink Man. I was at the band. listening party for the album. Actually, it was oh, great. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's good. Oh, um, honestly, oh, God, it's hard. The two that stand out to me the most right now, because I I got to a lot of shows. The two that stand out to me most are uh, Death Grips. Nice. <laughs> and um, uh, Anola Death Gay. These are fucking awesome. I don't know what you're laughing at, dude. <laughs> no, 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 you In the band, he just goes on about them consistently. They're so good. They're so good. I saw them dive. In Animus. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You know. I saw this band called Horrenda, Self Plug. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ, yeah, yeah. dude. Boo. <laughs> Boo, sir. Boo, I know. I shall answer uh, just because I'm told another for them. Nave Louis Scars. Who? Sorry? Nave Louis Scars. They're uh, Australian, like, extreme prog metal with a violin. All right, okay. Fuck. Wait, are they met- a metal band? or? Oh, yeah. Like, they write, like, 60-minute prog metal epics. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to fire the m- most underrated artist. In general? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> we'll come back to that one. We'll come back to <laughs> that's that not how this. That's oh, not okay. how this podcast okay, okay, works, okay, dude. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> most underrated. Uh, I'm actually shock you on this. Um, Angels and Airwaves. What? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I went to go see them in Manchester a couple of years ago, and they were playing this tiny venue, and they should have been sell-out arenas. All right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, uh, you un- must be a huge Blink fan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Underrated. I, I, I double-stack delays because of Tom DeLonge. <laughs> so, I mean, on. There's a reason the horrendous sense of the Underrated bands. It can be anybody, by the way. Five or dead. Honestly, I, I don't know if they're underrated, but I honestly feel like they they just kind of in my in my time knowing them, they just kind of came and 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 went. And I I was a big fan of them. A band called Lankis from Galway. Oh, dude, I know Lankis. And um, fucking brilliant. They're fucking incredible. And I'm out, they went on tour with Godmother, probably another underrated band. Like shit, they're fucking unreal. insane. <laughs> and I remember seeing Lankis support they're from, like, them. Scandinavia, aren't they? Uh, God, Godmother, yeah, they're yeah, on. Yeah. They're on them. Um, the uh, Ben Wyman from Dillinger's yeah, Party Smasher Rink and um, Tarmer is a fucking amazing stuff. Song, yeah. And uh, but I, yeah, I have to. I was so sad when Alankas broke up that, I, as far as no, underrated, maybe not underrated, but I wish they could come back, man. Oh, they did a few shows in Grand Social. I remember seeing videos. I was like, fucking hell, Incredible. these dudes are unreal. That's a good shout. I can't remember the name of her, but it was the girl that sang "Strange Fruits." Uh, very political, just in pure talent. See you in Sorry. No, no, like the, <laughs> yeah, that's the order. No, no, like the original girl who sang it, uh, Billy Holiday, maybe. No, I don't think it was that. No, it's not Billy Holiday. Yeah, just <laughs> we're, like, going, oh, we're going. Old old like, now. Oh, we're going like fifties, like old school, like protest oh, music against lynching. Oh, what the fuck! I just think that was like underrated. Like 
No, she didn't really get that. Wait, she actually recorded anti-lynching music in the fifties, like. Yeah, that's why I think she was underrated because she had the FBI like shut her down, shut down her shows, and send her death threats. Fuck. And I just think that is absolute bravery. Well, guys, that's underrated. I had like a few more questions, but Rotten Sound are definitely on, and I think you've talked. I think we've covered a lot of bases. So the main thing is now I'll say is what has horrenda next for for their audience? Come and see. Is that it? <laughs> Lads, thank you so much for coming on. That's been an absolute it's a dream for you guys having to be on, to be honest. Um, thank you very much. When I got the me- when I got the notification on Instagram, I was like, this is fucking awesome. So thank you so much for that. That that's this has been amazing. Thank Thanks you so for much. Going. Yeah, thank awesome. you very much. No worries. Yeah, so that's our episode with Horrenda. Hope you've enjoyed it. Want to give a quick thank you again to the lads for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, I really, 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 really enjoyed that. Handprints is out on the 15th of November. Make sure to check that out. There'll be a pre-save link in the description for this episode. And I guess on my end, if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it, please give the podcast a follow on whatever platform you're listening to. It It really does genuinely help me out. But uh, the main thing is, thanks very much for listening to the whole episode. And I hope you've enjoyed it and have a very, very lovely weekend. And we'll be back again for a new episode soon. Goodbye.